has been cleared of the suspicion that he was responsible for the death of Quackenbush, a mysterious stranger killed while flying from Kansas City to Cleveland. Speed Robertson demonstrated that the pilot of the ship could not have fired the fatal shot while seated in the cockpit. Then Jimmy took up Mr. Haley, special agent investigating the case, and proved that should the pilot leave his seat, the plane would be thrown into a violent left turn, making the accurate aiming of a rifle impossible. Jimmy believes he can prove how Quackenbush was killed. And the inquest will be held open until the young pilot is given a chance to demonstrate his idea. We now find Jimmy, Speed, and Mr. Haley seated in an office on the airport. Well, boys, you should feel better. Well, boys, you should feel better now. The report I'll turn in, huh? The report I'll turn in, huh? The report I'll turn in, huh? The report I'll turn in, the inquest will absolutely clear you. The inquest will absolutely clear you, Jimmy. You don't know how good that makes me feel. Yeah, me too, Jim. Well, you can thank yourself for getting out of this fix. I tell you, it looked mighty bad for Jim right from the start. And then the cloud got a lot darker when Dawson introduced his evidence about the mining stock. Can you imagine that, Cook? Planting a package of securities in your traveling kit, and then trying to make a trade with it. But if we tell him where Whitcomb was, he'd say they weren't the stock sold to Quack and Bush. Yeah, I wish we did know where we could lay our hands on Whitcomb. Boys, this fellow Dawson's a bad actor. I haven't figured out quite where he fits into this picture, but he's in it for no good, I can tell you that. He'll bear watching. I have some hope on Dawson. It'll interest you, fellas. Say, let's have it. Well, when he gave us that cock and bull story about meeting Quack and Bush in Australia, I transmitted that information to Washington, and they shot out a massive radio brand. You G-men sure don't fall asleep on the job. Well, we don't claim to be the greatest detectives in the world, but there are very few crooks that get away from us. Say, that's no joke. Uh, but what information did you get on Dawson? Well, the police of Melbourne, Australia, notified us that the mining company, you know, the stock of which Dawson claims he sold to Quackenbush, is a worthless promotional scheme. And the stock isn't worth the paper it's printed on. Uh-huh. That's interesting. And furthermore, the man who promoted this mining company was named Hathaway. But he answered the description of Dawson, and is known to be a crack airplane pilot. You don't say. A pilot, eh? 
You mean that... I think that Hathaway is Dawson, and that the name Dawson is an alias. Sure enough. You know, the way he's talking, his references to airplanes, may speed me feel certain he knew more about aviation than he was willing to admit. Why, of course. I see the whole thing now, Jim. Dawson is the same man whom Black Pete called the digger. And who escaped from us when we crashed that amphibian. Sure he is. And the voices were identical. I think you're right. Hathaway, Dawson, and this man called the digger are one and the same person. Well, let's do something about it. Don't worry, Robertson. I've already taken care of that. Two of my men have been instructed to save him. They have orders to keep on his trail until I give the word to grab him. Where is he now? We located him at a hotel downtown. He left the field about an hour ago, just before I got the dope from Australia. So your men are watching the hotel, huh? Yep. He'll show up there sooner or later. Well, I did a little checking on my own account. Eh? Huh? You turned detective, too. <laughs> I'll make a couple of Sherlock Holmes out of you boys yet. <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, we'll never be that good. But I did find a discrepancy in Dawson's story. Oh, you did? What was that? Well, if you remember, he claimed that he gave the mining stocks to Quackenbush at Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, so he did. That same day, Quackenbush was killed. And the following day, the inquest opened, and Dawson appeared and made his accusation against Jimmy. Sure, and you asked him how he got from California to Cleveland so quickly. And he told me that he came over here on United. I remember. Well, I checked the passenger manifest on United, our own line, and every transcontinental airline running out of California. And not one of them carried a man by that name. And it is necessary to give your name when you buy a ticket, isn't it? Oh, yes, sir. In other words, Dawson would have to fly to reach Cleveland if he was in Los Angeles, and yet he didn't come here on an airline. Which means one of two things. He either was not in Los Angeles and didn't see Quackenbush, or if he did, he flew here in a private ship. And a mighty fast one at that. Right. Oh, his story about the mining stocks is a lie from beginning to end. You know he told us a bill of sale signed by Quackenbush. Yeah, yeah, he did. Well, it was a forgery. Our handwriting experts compared it with samples of the dead man's signature and found it to be false. But I'll say this, boys, it wasn't a bad imitation. Well, there's no doubt in my mind that the man has had some contact with Quackenbush. Yes, I guess you're right. But I still maintain that the man we've got to find is Whitcomb. Agreed. You've convinced me that Whitcomb is the key to this mystery. Every trail leads to that man. It may twist and turn a lot, but it always ends at a blank wall with the name Whitcomb written in large letters. And just to think we missed him by just a couple of months. Let's see who this is. Uh, come in. Mr. Hayes, here? Yeah, right here, son. What do you want? I got a letter for you. Oh, okay. Thanks. We came to the airport uh, post office just a few minutes ago, and they said you were down here. All right, much obliged, son. It's all right. Hmm. A letter from Baltimore. Well, I'll see what it is. Well, by the great Harry. Startling news? I'll say it's news. This letter is signed by Ezra Whitcomb. Ezra Whitcomb? It's signed by Ezra Whitcomb, and here's what he says. Ah, right, go ahead and read it. Mr. Haley, government agent, Cleveland, Springfield, Cleveland, Ohio. Dear sir, I see from from uh, local papers, Quackenbush murdered, and they blame flyer named Jimmy Allen. <laughs> this fellow isn't much of a writer. I can hardly make it out. Come on, go on. What else did you say? I know who done this who done who done this job, I think. It was not that fellow Allen flying the machine. I know why Quackenbush was killed and and someday I'll tell. That's it. 
There ain't no use looking for me. The kind of a witness. Well, I'll be not for a triple loop. Can you beat that? Let's see the envelope. When was it mailed from Baltimore? Yesterday afternoon. Hmm. All right, what do you make of this, brother? That proves just what we were talking about. Whitcomb knows who killed Quackenbush and why it was done. Yeah, but if he knows all that, why doesn't he come here and tell his story? Yes, I have that question on the tip of my own tongue. If he knows, why doesn't he tell us? He's hiding out for some reason or other. Fellas, there's a lot of angles to this case that are still in the dark. Now, just give us a moment, sir. Blackfeet's looking for Whitcomb. Dawson is looking for him. Whitcomb knows who killed Quackenbush. He knows that an innocent man is accused of the crime. He refuses to give himself up. But yet it's decent enough to write this letter to Craig Jimmy. Yes, well, no cook would do that, boys. The fellas we deal with in my business are rats and snakes. They roam the streets with a gun in their hand and murder in their hearts. And if they could get an innocent man to take the rap, to them, you know, they'd figure it was a smart piece of business. If that's the case, this letter would indicate that Whitcomb is not a crook. You're right. And I would judge from this handwriting that he was an old fellow and not particularly well educated. Oh, yes. The landlady in Boston told us that he was old. We've got to find that old fellow to clean up this guy. This is Jimmy Allen speaking. Mr. Haley? He's right here. Just a moment. It's for you, Mr. Haley. All right, thank you. Uh, Haley talking. What? How long ago? Oh, man, that's bad. Now, listen, Chamberlain. We've got to get that man. Notify Washington and check for the local police. Watch all trains, buses, boats, airports, and highways. Set a trap for that guy. We've got to get him. Okay. Have my office notify Washington immediately. Don't tell me that that Dawson slipped out of the hotel and got away. With two of your men watching for him? Oh, it's just one of those things. He apparently came in the back way, slipped up the freight elevator, packed his bag, and got out the same way he came in. How did your men discover he'd gone? Oh, they had a hunt. They got a key to his room, let themselves in, and his clothes and traveling bag had disappeared. Oh, this is tough luck. Yeah, the fellow must have smelled a rat. He probably figured that his bluff to implicate Jimmy wasn't going to work, and he, he might have been suspicious of the fact that he was being followed. If only we could have nabbed him when he was out here. Yeah, that's just what I didn't want to do. And keeping a man on him without his realizing it, he might have led us right to some important evidence. Do you think it will pick him up? Oh, it's hard to tell, Robert. A lot of luck in this business, you know. Some of it's good and some of it's bad. You know, I guess you get that in the flying game, too, don't you? Oh, yeah, sure, of course I do. And you have to take the bad with the good. But uh, what about this inquest now? Well, nothing much to it now. It'll be closed just as soon as Jimmy puts on his show for us. Say, what is this idea of yours, anyway, Jim? Well, gee, it's so wild, I'm afraid to tell you, Steve. You'll know in a few minutes. Two ships ought to be ready soon now. Well, I don't know what your idea is, but it can't be any wilder than a lot of things that have happened in this case. Well, if you can show us how Quackenbush was killed, it'll be a step in the right direction, that's sure. I can't make any promises, but I think you're going to get a surprise. A surprise, eh? <laughs> you're not surprising me. I'm looking for anything to happen. You know, a man who orders out two airplanes, a dummy filled with straw, and a 30-30 rifle? <laughs> Seems like a magician. He must have something up his sleeve. <laughs> well, it sounds crazy, I know, fellas. But you wait until you see. Well, all right, Jim, we'll wait. Hey, listen. There's one of the tips now. Well, it must be all ready for you. Let's see. Yeah, that's right. Come on, let's go. Unless I'm badly mistaken, you're going to find out how Cracken Bush was killed. They hear from Whitcomb and Dawson slipped out of a government trap. But let's listen to the next Jimmy Allen Air adventure and see if the young pilot can prove how the crime was committed.
has come to you through the facilities of the world broadcasting system.